Hey, welcome to Making Sense with Dustin LaMontagne from Research Capital. My name is Bryn Griffiths, and here's Dustin. How you doing? Hey, great, Bryn. How's yourself today? Fine, thank you. Hey, the topic of the day is investing demographics. What exactly is that? Well, demographics is just, uh, you know, how your population is uh, breaks out by... Uh, but it can be a number of different topics, but normally we talk about age, right? So, uh, you know, that that's where you get the uh, Gen X and the millennials and baby boomers and, uh, you know, born between such and such an age. And what does that look like? And, uh, you know, what are the needs of this group versus that group? And uh, we can get a pretty good idea of what to invest in over long periods of time by looking at the demographics of the markets that were, uh, you know, of those companies that were buying. So when, when I look at North America, for example, um, you know, tip, typically the, the biggest bulge of the population was the baby boomers, those people from about, you know, 1946 to about 65, roughly. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, the baby boomers are starting to get old. So 15% of the population right now is over 65. Uh, by 2030, that's going to be 25%. And, of course, the older people get, the, uh, the there's a lot of consistencies in their spending patterns and their need requirements, et cetera, et cetera. So when, when we look at, you know, an uh, aging population in North America, and, and I would lump Western Europe into that as well, you know, countries like Spain, the U.K., Italy, Germany, uh, France all have aging populations. We're not, uh, our, our, our kids aren't having as many uh, babies on average. Um, and, uh, and the only way the, the populations of our countries are growing is through uh, immigration. Now, some, some people are, you know, not a huge fan of immigration. Facts are uh, immigration has been a great thing for Canada since its inception. Um, it, it's uh, it's fueled economic growth and and also basically has been a steady stream of um, willing in, uh, will people willing to work right and when, and, and when paying taxes that, too right they're paying taxes yeah and, yeah. and when, when you have that you know you can you can foster a very good uh, capital market so. Uh, if you're an entrepreneur and you're starting a business, if, if you're looking around and everyone's old and there's no one to hire, you're not, probably not going to be too successful. But if you see a diverse mix of educated, uh, hardworking um, populace, you, 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 chances are you can build a successful business. And, of course, businesses are the driver um, of our economy. They produce the, the lion's share of the jobs. Uh, government jobs exist only because of private businesses that fund the government. So when, when we look at, uh, you know, investing demographics, it, it's very important to, to look at what those baby boomers, them being the largest uh, segment of the population, what, what products and services are they going to be buying, you know, and so, some obvious things come to mind like healthcare and asset management, uh, you know, people out there doing what I do, uh, holiday travel, insurance, um, personal care homes, medical supply companies, that sort of thing. Um, 
So when we're looking at the overall mix, uh, it's just important to keep in mind uh, where some of the opportunities will lie, I think, in the next 15 to 20 years. Uh, I'm building, you know, healthcare positions across client portfolios, not for today or, or tomorrow, but I'm looking at, you know, 5, 10, 15 years down the road because um, I know what the demographics are and the baby boomers are just starting to use the medical systems. Um, it, it's going to put pressure, but it, it's going to be, you know, I think a good place to invest for, for people that can um, get it, get in early on the curve. So, and, and then, you know, talk, talk about uh, a, a demographic trend, which we talked about in previous podcasts, like uh, inheritances, it's estimated there's going to be about $20 trillion um, of inherited assets passed down in North America from now until 2050. Wow. Um, sta- staggering amount. Unfortunately, none in my family, but um, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping that at some point I'll be able to leave my, my kids something down the road. Um and, and that brings with it its own uh, its own set of uh, challenges because, in my experience, people do view invest inherited assets different than uh, money that they've saved themselves. Believe it or not, there can be a real emotional attachment to getting money from you know a grandparent or a parent um, or even that uh, long lost aunt that you didn't know about. Um, because it wasn't money you saved. You, you kind of, you, this was found money and most people take that, um, uh, very seriously because they realize they probably have an obligation to do what's best with that money. Now, don't get me wrong. There's, um, you know, they say the third, the f- first generation, uh, makes the, uh, the money and the third generation squanders Sp- it. Yeah, right? spends so it. Yeah. Th- that spends it. There, there's definitely that to consider, but when we're looking at, uh, you know, investing demographics, we, we definitely want to tie that into, to our, uh, you know, future, uh, retirement planning because, uh, you know, as, as people get older, a lot of us are going to fall into that that mix. So demographically with, with the population aging, not only does that um, give us pause to reflect on what sectors to invest in, but also as people get older, uh, you know, my clients in their forties and fifties, at some point, uh, the majority of them are going to inherit money from, uh, you know, parents and grandparents. So we take that into consideration in, in our, our planning and we want to make sure that we're, we're doing the absolute best thing from a return and tax efficiency perspective for, for those uh, clients that fall into that scenario. How much reading do you have to do on demographics? Because it is a wide range of demographics and how they spend and how they save. I, I do a lot of reading on, on this topic because uh, not, not only for self-interest, but uh, it does directly impact uh you know, my, my clients and, and I think it's going to directly impact the, the markets as we go forward. Right. Um, if, uh, if, if millennials start buying, uh, electric cars on mass, well, that's going to, uh, benefit, um, and millennials just being one, one sector of the demographic, right. That's definitely going to ben- benefit, um, copper miners, for example, because they're going to need more, um, battery metals to, uh, you know, make all the, the components for the electric car batteries and so forth. So a, a lot of, a lot of research and reading goes into every aspect of, um, you know, investment management, but demographics is, is definitely one of the most important 
because you need to understand uh, what people are buying, what what services they need um, as they go through their life stages. Um, and, and it's important because, you know, we're looking at if, if we want to look at some other countries, um, you know, worldwide, countries like Japan and China, um, in, in, in extremely innovative and technologically advanced. I've been to both countries, uh, but I can also tell you that uh, their populations are declining because they don't actively pursue immigration policies like we do. And it, it's, it's causing a real concern, especially in Japan. You've got, um, I think at last count, there's something like 12 million empty homes in Japan. Wow. And so what, what's happening is uh, older people are living in the countryside, and when they die, their homes just sit empty because the, uh, you know, the kids have gone off and they're living in Osaka or, or, or Tokyo or Yokohama or wherever. They're in the city uh, pursuing their, their own aspirations. Um, so you, you've got all these empty houses um, in, in Japan, which are essentially worthless because no one's buying them or moving into them. Uh, so that's just one example of, you know, how demographics can, can change a, a country. Um, and by the way, that's, that's uh, expected to accelerate in Japan and China over the next 20 years. Uh, people are just not having enough kids in those countries. In, in Japan, it's, uh, you know, it, it was a trend started after World War II from a financial perspective. In China, of course, they had their one-child one policy for, for decades. Uh, they've now recently relaxed that because they realized they need population growth. Um, so it, it's, uh, it, it's definitely, you know, I, I find it fascinating to, to look at different countries and look at their dem demographic mix. Um, you know, the, the, the youth coming out of uh, Africa and South America, for instance, um, they're having, having babies like crazy in some of those countries. Um, and, and it's really going to change the, the, the continents, um, you know, go, going into the future. So... If somebody has a question on this or anything that has to do with the dollar bill, uh, how do they get a hold of you? I just give me a call on my cell phone, 780-905-7729, or uh, you can email me at dlamontang at researchcapital.com. Okay, well, that's it for today. We'll have more helpful hints coming your way on our next episode. Don't forget all opinions expressed are solely Dustin's and do not reflect those of Research Capital. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions and clients of Research Capital may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. Thanks for listening to Making Sense. Have yourself a great day. 